grab your favorite beverage, kick up your feet as you ascend with me into the joy portal of soul reflections, fresh perspectives, fun ideas, and wisdom. Light to light and heart to heart. Smile and breathe even deeper as together we will soar above the perception of all hurdles and shine brightly as the light we are. Welcome to Light Laughter and Lattes. My name is Jerry Hapstreet. I'm an Avesa quantum healer, medical intuitive, self-ascension intuitive counselor, and your friend and soul connection for the next hour. So welcome everyone who might be listening via YouTube Live, Facebook Live, on Oneness Talk Radio. If you are present and listening, you can jump in the chat, say hi, ask your questions. I love to hear from you. And all of you who might be listening to this later via podcast on Spotify, welcome. I'm glad you're here. We are in such an exciting time, such an exciting energy. We're still in this um, energy of resurrection, you know, following the traditional Easter And it's a time new. The trees are blooming, at least they are where I am in Idaho. And everything's kind of rebirthing. And I think a lot of things are bubbling at the surface, Um, especially newness. Anytime we're being called to step out into the new and do new things, it can be a little bit unnerving. There can be a little bit of anxiety a little bit of nervousness about what's to come and how to do it. And so that kind of actually happened today. Um, I've been called lately to um, kind of just to be able to go with the flow. I do some substitute teaching and I find myself wound up in classes that I know nothing about last minute with no sub plans and having to just go with the flow and make it up as I go and trust that I'll be provided with everything I need. And so that actually happened to me today. Um, I was supposed to have a guest on Durga um about feminine empowerment and the very last minute she was sick and couldn't make it so i thought well i can do no show or i can just jump on and go with the flow and and see if maybe i could find some um fellow travelers or soul family who who wouldn't mind jumping in and joining me um and so that's what i did and i had um um truly a soul sister that I just got the opportunity to meet while I was in Ecuador for the WWA Global and Equinox. And I was so fortunate to be able to spend two weeks with her and got to do a beautiful San Pedro journey with her. And there was four of us, which is the number of perfect balance who who journeyed together and I just called out to them to see if any of them would want to just take a risk and jump in and be on the radio show today. And Julie happened to be home and answered. And um, I'm going to bring her in right now. There she mm-hmm. is. Hello. So this is Julie Jones from Ames, Iowa. And I'm originally from Minnesota. So we had, you know, similar Midwest roots. <laughs> And um, so thank you, Julie. Thank you for jumping in last minute. Have you have you been on a radio show before or even a live stream? 
Uh, no, I have not. <laughs> Yay! So this, is whole, this is a whole new experience. I was actually just getting my dinner prepared and I stopped everything so I could join you and have this opportunity. So thank you very much. Absolutely. And thank you. Because I think this is so indicative of the time right now that um, so many of us are just being called out in ways where we have to trust ourselves, where, where we know that we're at a huge time in our planet where what we do makes a difference. It really matters. And so like there's this sense of I need to do whatever it takes. And um, we're all kind of being tapped on the shoulder. And um, is, is that what you're experiencing as well? Absolutely. Uh, you just tapped me on the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> so no, absolutely. Uh, you know, like you said, we were in Ecuador together and and had a San Pedro journey and and other journeys that came along with that. And that was a huge tap on the shoulder and it just keeps coming every day, every day. And the changes that came through that experience in Ecuador are, you know, following me home and I'm finding experiences daily that are just continuing to expand me. Yeah, nice. It's so funny, you know, when you mentioned the San Pedro journey, um, I could start feeling the energy of it all again. Um, You know, what what would you want to share about a San Pedro journey? Maybe for people who are listening the first time wondering about, because I know a lot of people know a lot about ayahuasca and, you know, some of the other things. I personally was never one to experiment with much of anything ever when I was growing up. I didn't even really like to drink all that much because I always wanted to be um, in sound mind, wanted to know where I was, what I was doing, kind of to be in control. (laughs) And you take these things and then you're not really in control anymore. Right, right. Exactly. Um, What I would say, well, you know, I I had my fair share of, you know, the typical, you know, go out and drink drink with my friends and have had, um, you know, enjoyed the wine over my years. But in the past several years, I really haven't drank at all. I haven't felt called to it. I have felt a little bit of a calling to plant medicine. And I really questioned, is this something I really want? And I really had to kind of go through a process with that. And then lo and behold, it was kind of just beautifully laid in my lap by the universe. And I just felt this deep calling and a trust. I think if anybody considers San Pedro, ayahuasca, whatever it is you feel called to, you need to feel really safe and, and upheld in a sacred space by where you're at and who you're around and, and, and how you're doing it. Um, you know, people call them psychedelics. Um, people will say, you know, you're going to go, I don't know. I've heard the word high, um, um, connected to these plant medicines, but for me, it truly is after my experience, it is a plant medicine. Any of the other words really take it and for lack of better words, dumb it down, it's taking the sacredness out of it. And so um, to be in a place you really trust and just really listen to yourself. And that's exactly what happened to me. You want to talk about go with the flow. It was the last minute because all three of you were, you know, the other three women were signed up for it and I wasn't. And I just felt this sudden call. Yes, you have to do this. And so that's what I went with. 
Yeah, well, it was it was last minute. We are all preparing it. And this was a huge process because we got the opportunity to actually go out and pick the right one. It wasn't just any San Pedro. It was the one that was there to assist us with our highest service. Mm -hmm. It was very much a ceremony. And then when we found the right one, it was talking to the plant and asking it where we should cut it, right? And then it was again, asking the plant to provide all the areas that we are gonna be using with the energy we need and preserving the energy in the spots where it's gonna be stayed or not where it's gonna stay with the plant to to regrow more. Mm And then we took it and and cut it up, holding our intention the entire time. And and while we're doing this, it's like you you jumped in the last minute, and it was almost like we all kind of knew you were going to, but you hadn't said yes yet. But it was just so much a part of of um, it, it just felt right. Yeah, <laughs> it absolutely did. And you know, it was amazing to be a, a part of it from the beginning to the end, through the whole harvesting, through the whole preparation, and I thought you know, I could kind of feel the energy of the plant from the very beginning. And then upon the journey coming to its close and, you know, kind of coming back, back within, within my body and, and, and myself, I kind of, I really was able to look back and go, wow, you know, we were feeling that energy. Even I was feeling that energy even before I made the decision the conscious decision. It's like my system, my subconscious self, my soul self already had made the choice. And it was just a matter of, of it coming into my consciousness and me saying yes. So that, that to me is pretty amazing. And it's a strong energy and you can tap right back into it. Yeah. So many things are like that. I mean, once you really start getting attuned to energy, you realize that your body and every part of you, except for your mind, already knows what's going to happen and is already reacting to things mm-hmm. before you even consciously know what's going to go on. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, yeah. Like it, it's pretty amazing. Even like when we sign up for these huge spiritual events a week beforehand, I mean, as, as soon as you say, yes, the energy begins, mm-hmm. then you put money down and which is a commitment of your energy and more happens. And, and pretty soon you're going through all this stuff, processing things, and you don't even really know internally what's going on, but your body's experiencing already the energy of the yes before your mind even knows. (laughs) Exactly. And you know, the one thing I just kind of popped into my head, if you don't mind me sharing is that um, I learned a lot already through my life. I've understood and respected intention. And the sacredness of just even even everyday life. I live a very, very um, what I would call, you know, a lot of things are a ritual to me. I mean, um, everyone who is with me, Jerry, you know this. I mean, food sometimes makes me cry because I just (laughs) I just get so moved by it. But this experience with San Pedro really was an up leveled experience of the understanding of not only personal intention, But when you bring people together that are all in the same authenticity, readiness to surrender, 
um, for the four of us, it was basically the same intention said with different words. Um, there's just something that really magical that happens yes. and profound. And because of that, so, so much occurred. And the four of us have, you know, a lifelong bond to celebrate and explore. And that to me, um, I will be learning and growing and having revelations with this for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and we don't even really know our deeper connection. (laughs) We just know that there is one. (laughs) And I felt that as soon as I got placed in a, a room, I think there was seven of us total I remember thinking there's something different about this. And and Mm -hmm. I've been going on these journeys since 2009, you know, with many, many, many different people, but there was just something different about this. And I felt a different bond than I had before. And when we were all together going through this experience, now, one thing to to understand about San Pedro, Pedro, I've, I've done three journeys is it's, brilliant at relaxing the ego so that the veil can drop so you can see clearly that which you need to see. And, um, but the challenge is also that if you can't relax the ego enough, it will literally freak the ego out and it'll be a miserable experience. So I've, I've watched many people have just ego freakouts Mm -hmm. and, all of us were able to together all do it just, just beautifully and hold the space for each other. And um, I know my experience besides the massive amount of energy that was moving through me and the massive healing I got was the ability to be able to see truth without the veil, like Mm -hmm. see, see, see the life in everything. Every tree has a face and is alive. So like when you walk through the woods and you see these little rocks that you think have a face and you know, like it's, Oh, what fun. Look at the face, you know? And the parents are like, yeah, right. Well, yeah, right. It really is. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? it, it really is. It really is like a, a fairy tale book. You know, that's all I can think about is some of these, some of these creators, you know, of Pixar and Disney and our books, you know, they must have done some of these things to have this kind of imagination, but everything was so alive and I could move into the intention of how things were created and the person that created them and mm-hmm. to flow in between the notes of music and feel the music in a way that it could never be felt before and to see people shifting. So like most people would say, well, I have, um, um, you know, attributes of the goddess or the whatever I know I'm this or that. So I was able to actually see those different aspects of a person. People would shape shift constantly mm-hmm. or pictures would shape shift constantly. Or I'd hold up my hand and it was never static. It was always in motion, always like we hear about energy or molecules in motion vibrating at a certain pace, right? So I could see those molecules actually moving in, in every moment 
what kind of um, energy they're holding, what they'll look like, and it's constantly, constantly changing. So, what 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 was your experience? Well, you know, it's it fascinating to me because the four of us had such a unified experience, and then our own individuated experiences. And for me, um, you know, I was. Uh, just for anybody who's listening, I was the one who probably I had the longest time to come kind of back up out of it. I went so deep inside. And as you're talking about the faces on everything in nature, um, I was actually seeing the faces of pretty much every single person I've ever come in contact with. And it wasn't just their faces. It was, I saw how um, every increment, every breath, every movement that we ever make is, is like, what do I want to say? Not dialogue, but categorized. It's, it's all there and it's all worth it. And that was profound profound for me. And no matter what came into my vision, I was in a place because of the, I I feel like I'm called to say that because of the preparation prior to this over the last several years of my life, I was in a place to see what I was seeing and hold within me an immense amount of love for everyone and everything. Where I, if there was ever a struggle for me, Um, It was it was the next day. Some of those some of those old voices kind of wanted to come in to play. And I just had to kind of move through them. And it just took me took me the day to move through them. But that did not negate or take away the profound message that I got of it's all so beautiful and it's all so worth it. And it's all so divine. There's this divine pattern that's unfolding um, in each and every one of us as an individual, but also the oneness of all of creation and humanity. It's just, it was a profound life changing experience and one that I'm so grateful that I was brave enough to, to say yes to. And, um, one that will continue to guide me as I go forward. So there was a lot, um, a lot I'm still integrating, just like just like you and just like the other two women, beautiful, beautiful souls that were with us. So, yeah. And I, as you were talking about it, I can remember the moment too, where all four of us were standing together. Like um, you kind of were all helping me stand up because I had so much energy moving up my spine that I was in pain. And I was so out of body that I couldn't walk. So <laughs> everyone was kind of holding me up. And we were all in such a state of, I, I can remember seeing everything so vibrant and so mm-hmm. colorful in all the colors. I mean, this is beyond seeing the aura of people. This is like yeah. seeing through people and, and going beyond. It, it felt like we were in the Garden of Eden, honestly. Mm-hmm. And And I remember having the same feeling as you is like, oh, my God, everything is so perfect. We are witnessing absolute perfection. And in that moment, nothing else mattered. Nothing I'd ever gone through mattered. Mm -hmm. It was like witnessing the greatest creation on the planet. And who wouldn't come here to experience the magnificence of this? Right. 
Exactly. And, you know, and the, and the experience of, um, you know, for the past few years, my, my kids have heard me say to them a million times, if you want to master your life, master your mind, know what's going on in your mind. You must master your mind. Um, there's so much in there, so much playing within us that we don't even realize is there. And when we start to journey into that place and understand what is happening there, we understand ourselves so much more and kind of what's really going on. And this, to me, this journey really validated for me the importance of knowing what we are thinking, what we are putting out there. I have told many people in my life um, how I perceive it is that our thoughts are seeds, our feelings are water. And so that's how we create. And so this, what I experienced in this journey, it was it was the profound power we have to create Mm -hmm. um, in a click. And so to know what we're putting out there in our thoughts and know how we're feeding them with our feelings. I mean, how many of us have driven down the road? I know I have. And a song comes on that touches your feelings and you go into the dramatic place in your heart. And before you know it, you've got a drama story a whole movie playing in that would you really want to have that be played out in your life? Probably not because it's full of, you know, loss and drama and, you know, all of this stuff. And we don't realize in those moments we're actually creating our life. Oh, absolutely. I I have a little story that I shared once because I was kind of being taught this, um, really strongly in 2018 about the power of my thoughts and focus. And so I was working in schools at the time. Um, I was working in a, um, an EBD room um, with special ed kids and I had to read them a story called volcano mouth. And I had to read the story like three times because the kids were moving in, uh, moving around the room. And of course my frequency was high because I was excited because I was with kids, right? And so the story is basically about Volcano Mouth, them learning not to spat out and to hold back when they need to. Uh, Read it three times. Next day, I went to a restaurant with a girlfriend, and I ordered some ramen soup and started eating it, and my mouth was on fire. (laughs) It was on fire. I could not stand it. I went up to the counter, and they apologized. They said one of the chilies was meant to just flavor the soup, but not to end up in it. And so they gave me some milk and I, I mean, I was done. I couldn't eat. And so every time something happens to me, I always ask, you know, what was this? Did I need the spice? Was the spice offering me a healing? And I heard volcano mouth. (laughs) (laughs) It makes total sense. And after that, I'm like, I have to be so careful about the music. And I mean, I've even met a musician who who told me, he said, I began creating all the songs that I sang about. He said, so I had to be careful and change my songs because there were some things I was telling stories about that I really didn't want to happen, but I thought it made a good story. Yeah. And he said I had to become really conscious of the words of my songs because just thinking about singing it is rhyme and excitement. And if you're high frequency, you better be singing a tune you want to live. 
<laughs> oh, totally. Absolutely. And and you look around at all of the stuff that has been created that is constantly creating and recreating stories that we really don't want to live, but we are based on those thoughts and emotions that just absolutely feed creation. And so it's in, you know, I find it's not an easy, it's not an easy job to master the mind, but it's so empowering to be on that journey. I'm not going to claim I've mastered my mind completely. But I'm <laughs> certainly on that journey. And, and each day that I live it is ever more empowerment. And um, some days, some days though, you know, you kind of feel like you just want to kind of take your mind to go, can you please just give me a break for two seconds? Because I really don't want to correct you anymore. I'm tired. <laughs> but you just keep going. You just got to keep going. Right. I have to share too, as we're talking about creation. So last, on last week's show, my co-host Patty Peterson was on and we talked a lot about the ceremony, about the intention and about mm-hmm. how the Kinyari did put flowers on everything. And we talked yeah. a lot about all the flowers they use on their food and stuff. We spent quite a bit of time talking about ceremony and, and such. So the very next morning, I brought my dog to the dog park and I pulled up in front of my apartment at 830 and there was a little Indian girl, probably nine, 10 years old, picking flowers from a bush and putting them in a basket. And I got out of my car and I asked her, I said, oh, you're picking flowers. What are you going to do with them? She says, I'm picking them for the gods. I pick flowers every morning for the gods and I give some to my mother too. Oh, beautiful. I know. I thought, oh, my goodness, literally talking about it. And, you know, what are the odds of seeing a girl from India at 830 Mm -hmm. in the morning picking flowers for the God? You know, and it's right in front of my apartment. So you always know when something is what you've created because it'll show up in your field. You know, and and another example, too, that I thought, oh, I think I shared this one already last week. Um, when I was in the airport on the way back, I, I was thinking a bit about, um, geez, I haven't seen any babies. It should be a period of time now where we would be seeing, you know, some of the COVID babies. Mm-hmm. And then I got up to go buy my plane ticket and came back to my chair. And a, a woman was sitting in my chair with a little baby in a basket about two months old. <laughs> Ask and you shall receive. Yeah. yeah. Oh, how beautiful. I That's one thing I really loved. I was in Bali um, a couple years ago studying yoga. And it was so beautiful because every single morning they offered flowers mm. to, um, to every single one of our oh, little flats that we were staying in. You know, they, they offered flowers at the front and they offered flowers to all of the altars. And it was just, it was absolutely gorgeous. And I love that type of living to the degree that I can, I do that. And um, I've known that I wanted to be in a place that I feel that I can even do that, you know, more. I mean, I live in a a climate that has winter, you know, I don't have access to flowers all the time, but I just love it. It's beautiful. Right. Well, I've had flowers on my counter since I got home what a week ago. So (laughs) yeah. It's fun to see that around. Um, You know, a little bit about the mind, too, as we were talking about the mind. Um, That was the first thing 
that I noticed. It was like, as we are coming out of our journey mm-hmm. and back into our bodies, the first challenge was the mind for me. Yeah. Like right away, I remember a little bit of a panic of, oh my gosh, when do I get on the plane? Am I going to be able to do this? Am I going to be back in my body enough to get on the plane? What, time, what day is it? What time is it? What, what, what? You know, Right away, the mind started doing its thing. And it was like, wow, it was really... Um, it was really some work to to get it to relax. It's it's like a lifelong process. <laughs> it really is, and it's shocking how you know. I think anybody who's been on this journey can attest to the fact that sometimes you can feel so kind of defeated or frustrated because outside of even a San Pedro journey, sometimes we can have such a heightened experience through a meditation or maybe through a day, through a connection we're having that is just so amazing. And then it's like the tail whips back around all of a sudden and you've got your mind to deal with. And, um, you know, after a while you can, I, I remember going through a process where, you know, you can then go into that victim that victim kind of thinking like, what did I do wrong? I mean, my God, I'm doing all this work and this is coming back around. But what I realized after a while is that I explained this to my mother one time. I said, when you're going through what feels like the dark night of the soul or however you want to express it, the mastery of the mind, it's like you take these deep, deep dives down into the ocean so deep that and so dark, you can't really see anything. But you're swimming there and you're just doing everything you can to kind of keep yourself, you know, keep yourself floating. And suddenly you see something glistening. And you reach over and it's a pearl. And it's that pearl of wisdom that comes from going into those deep spaces. And you make your way up out of the water and you've got that pearl and then before you know it sometimes you're going back down (laughs) and you get another pearl but after a while you realize you collected a whole basket of pearls and this has served an amazing purpose um and then at some point you realize maybe i don't need to go so deep anymore um that that i've kind of dug down that deep and and you just kind of keep coming up and up and up but that's just how I kind of one way I've expressed it to people. And it's amazing because the mind is always there to give you a little bit more challenge and get you to up level your, your experience of your own mastery. So going with the, the being called the tapped on the shoulder for this time and, and kind of just jumping in and trusting ourselves and going with the flow. That, that's kind of what this topic has turned into. Hi, Pauline. She put topic, sorry, late. It was supposed <laughs> to be feminine empowerment and my guest wasn't able to make it last minute. So I found a last minute guest, Julie Jones. <laughs> so we are just kind of playing it by ear, sharing our San Pedro journey. Uh, what we learned about the mind, and um, and actually there was four four women, right? The number of perfect mm-hmm. balance, and we've all been changed in such profound ways. And y- you for sure have. I mean, you said yes very last minute to a journey, which was huge. I mean, some people can't even make it to these journeys because, like we talked about earlier. The body knows what's going to happen and it'll freak out and stop you before you even have the opportunity to try it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, some people, some 
some people's subconscious won't even allow them to get on the plane to make a journey. Yeah. You know, it'll appear like it's everything else's fault, right? Mm -hmm. Well, this got canceled and that got canceled. Well, our subconscious is amazing creators. It'll throw out obstacles and we can so easily blame, you know, everything and anything. But when we're totally in alignment and available to receive and open, it's amazing how things can just miraculously flow, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so Sarah, share some of your changes because you've, you've got some great changes after all of this in, in this yeah. time of new. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I went to, went to Ecuador knowing that it was going to be a pivotal experience for me, but it was actually, I mean, really isn't it everything that leads up to that? But where it really took a change for me was was through the San Pedro journey. And then the the readings and the, the healings and that that I had afterward, in those days, I really understood that Ecuador was going to be my next step. And I am actually, I called my realtor yesterday. I just, right before you said, help, I need somebody, I, I want somebody to come on my show with me. Um, I got off the phone with my parents telling them that I'm, I'm taking off and I'm, I'm moving to Ecuador and um, they responded beautifully. And yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna sell my house and sell what I need to sell and, and go and follow that soul call um, to create the life and the vision that's been in my, in my consciousness for so long. And, and do you speak Spanish? Because that's the language there. I do not speak Spanish. So I'm going to get some Duolingo going to, to get the basics. And I just, I have an immense amount of trust. I have all of the support I need at all times. Um, it's amazing how people just show up. For instance, my daughter and I, I had a daughter that went went with me and um, to Ecuador. And she's, she's 18 and she's, you know, going on her own journey after after a while too, to discover herself. But we're sitting in the airport in Quito, Ecuador. And we strike up a conversation probably five minutes before we were going to board with this wonderful man. His name's Juan. And um, ends up, he is from Cuenca, which is where the area around where I would like to move to. And he speaks fluent English. He's been, he's lived in the States. He now lives back there in Cuenca and his family has a company for long or like short term and long term rentals for apartments or housing. So I'm like, what are the odds that this person is just sat right beside me? So needless to say, um, I gave him my number and he sent me the link to to look into that. And he was so kind. Uh, He just even offered he's like anything you need. If you even need a ride from the airport, just let me know. So, yeah. you know, it's that trust in the universe. I mean, you know, you, I'm on my, I'm on my path when I have this trust and things just keep plopping right in front of me just as I need. Yeah. Well, when you're clear, right. Mm-hmm. It's more than setting attention. It's clear. I know what to do and I'm going to do it. And then everything just lines up because you, you're, there, there's yeah. no doubt. Doubt, doubt is what kind of, fuzzies the waters <laughs> makes everything oh, a lot harder it does and i've spent enough time swimming in those those waters and um it, it's a clarity and a 
and a trust and an empowerment in me um, that I can't quite put words on, but it just feels ultimately it feels like freedom. Yeah. And um, I just would encourage anybody that is, you know, on a road of transformation to just keep going because you're going to walk through different doors, different gates that will inevitably bring you to ever more freedom, ever more liberation, and will connect you to amazing people like you, Jerry, and oh, like the two other beautiful souls <laughs> that were in San Pedro and all of the people I've met along the way. It's just been amazing. Yeah. Well, Julie, I had like a s- similar experience to yours and I don't even remember if you were in the room when I was sharing this story. Um, you might not have been, but um, I had to move. I moved not out of country, but out of state. I was in Minnesota and knew that I needed to move to Idaho. I had just gotten done. I No, I wasn't even done. I was four years into a really... Um, strenuous divorce, so a lot of years in court. Um, I had post-traumatic stress disorder. And for my well-being, I had to leave and go take care of myself. And I had to go somewhere far enough away where I could feel totally safe. Um, And so I moved to, I moved from Minnesota, Idaho to Idaho, but I didn't know anyone in Boise. I'd never been to Boise before. And truly, it was me connecting. I knew I had been to Montana, Idaho. I liked the energy of the places. I'd always thought if I ever moved, I wanted to be near the mountains, one of these spots. So I actually used ascended numerology. I put a bunch of cities from Idaho on my chart and went, boom, this one's perfect. It balances me. This is where I'm going. And I went online within like a day. I found some apartments that I could, that looked okay from a distance. Like I could, I knew that I could trust this place with that. Mm -hmm. Um, I called up easy movers because I wanted it to be easy. (laughs) (laughs) I had a 3000 square foot house with all the furniture. I had a sale, sold everything, sent my son off to college. I did it all like in nine days. And wow. um, just took up, packed up my car and moved to a place I'd never been before on my own. So <laughs> I know, I know exactly what you're doing, but you're, you're going yeah. out of the country. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. And um, I, you know, for the last few years, I've told the people closest to me, I will be moving and it will likely be out of the country. And everybody would say, Oh, where? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to know. And so this is my knowing. It, it came so clear to me, my heart. I loved Ecuador and um, my heart just kind of started singing with the mountain while I was there. And then when, you know, you take the four hour drive back to the airport through the, through the mountains and that really even solidified it for me because as we're driving through the mountains, it was just like an explosion, this beautiful explosion that was just coming out of my heart and saying, yes, this is where I need to be. This is the next step. And it, this next step is going to lead me to beautiful things. And, and it's, it definitely feels like walking through a very pivotal and important door. Um, you know, of you, you either make the decision sometimes, um, where you either move forward or you stay in the cycle you've been in. 
And um, I've done a lot of moving forward in the last six years of my life. But again, you can still find yourself in these cycles. And uh, so I was in another one of those, you know, waiting for my daughter to graduate from high school. So I felt like I needed to stay here. But I could see that if I continued staying here, it was just going to become the stagnancy. And so here I am. I'm, I'm going to move there and I'm, I'm just thrilled. And I know everything will be, you know, put right in the path for me um, with what I need. And there's beautiful, beautiful souls and beings there that I've met that I know I can, you know, call on if I need to, to say, hey, can you help me with this? <laughs> I don't know what to do here. So uh-huh. it'll all work out. Well, and moving to a new place is a great way to to change patterns because it is we do. It's easy to get in habits and patterns and keep spinning laterally. It's so easy to do. And if we can shift things and and I've done shows just on this before. I mean, even if you do little things like drive a different way to work or get up at a different time, or even do like a master cleanse for seven to 10 days. That's a great way of like resetting the body and starting a new pattern when you come Mm -hmm. off of it. I mean, there's, there was a period of time where I was stuck to, and I used to do everything I could to try shift the patterns, drive in different directions, go eat at new restaurants, not the same ones, try um, hang out with different people, like whatever I could do to, um, shift things. And, and another good way to do too is to do something that scares the heck out of you. <laughs> yeah. So for example, if, if you're not one to do karaoke because you don't want to sing in front of a bunch of people, like that should be the first thing you should do if you want to change right. your pattern. Right. You know? Something that's totally harmless like that, but that really um, terrifies you, then it's like, ha, huh. <laughs> you've like broken through a new a new level. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, when we have these awakenings that happen with our soul, when we open that door, we start letting that soul in. That soul does. I mean, we're doing things all the time that scare the crap out of us, I feel like, Um, because, you know, that ego has has that habitual pattern that wants to run all of the time. And the soul, you know, I always kind of laugh. I'm like the souls, the souls, the part of us that, you know, keeps us from or that 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 would run in front of a bus for a pretty butterfly. (laughs) (laughs) The 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 ego is the part of us that kind of says, hey, you might want to stay on the sidewalk. You know, I've had my daughter laughing about these, these examples I give her for years now, but, um, and, and they, they, they're supposed to work in sync together. The ego, unfortunately has a lot of fear. So I feel like in the last, you know, six to seven years of my life, I've been constantly, constantly pushed to do things that really terrify my ego or my structured mind. And, um, for whatever reason, I know I'll have moments moving to Ecuador and through this the, the coming months of, of some anxiety of the things that I need to get done. But the typical ego fear is not there right now. It just doesn't even exist. It's like I'm moving. I know I'm moving and I know I'm going to be okay. And I know I'm going to be taken care of. And I know the sanctuary that I have had envisioned in my mind for so long is going to start to come into its manifestation and its flourishing. So super excited. And I'm super excited for everybody. I mean, all of us, all four of us, um, so many people around the world are having some really major changes going on and all for the better. Well, and I think there's a point too where 
you have loved yourself enough. Like I, mm-hmm. I've spent so much time doing that with myself yeah. that at some point the ego, which is like the little child says, okay, it looks to the soul like the wise parent. And it says, mm-hmm. okay, now, now I can trust you. I can trust you to make the decisions. I'm, I'm not going to have a, you know, a hissy fit anymore. And I'll, you know, I'll, I'll get in the back seat and I'll trust you to, to drive this vehicle wh- where we need to go. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that's, it sounds like the experience that you're having with the move. It's like the ego finally just said, okay, <laughs> I surrender. You know what you're doing. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the mind, the ego, the structured part of us finally realizes, you know, um, boy, uh, there's no more compromise going on for what's really true in the soul. So it doesn't have to come in to try to save anymore mm-hmm. is how I experience it. And so suddenly the ego goes, well, gosh, yeah, yeah. Hey, the, the, you've got this. I, I don't need to come in anymore and try to do you know damage control or distraction methods or anything else. There's a, there's a deep trust that goes on in the self-love that you're talking about, that you know who you are and you know at any given moment you're going to feel and be aware of the truth that is before you and you're going to choose it mm-hmm. without compromise. And that to me is incredible. We talk about feminine empowerment. That to me is super empowering for anybody, men and women in the world we've been living in, super empowering as a woman. Right. Absolutely. Hey, w- when you're when you're talking, I, I'm thinking again about the about the San Pedro. Um, such a telling experience of how mm-hmm. life works, you know, because we we hear about energy and how it works and focus and all of that and creation. And during a journey, I, I actually got to see it in action, how it works. It's not words anymore. Now I can see it. Yeah. And um, kind of lost my train of thought. Oh, the, the self-love piece. Mm-hmm. And um, everything is vibrating so fast and so beautifully. And when I would focus on something and appreciate it, the molecules will get excited. Like it would notice me noticing it and it would get more excited. And so if we are that, right, if we are these molecules that appear to be solid, and if we're looking in the mirror and we're saying, man, I love you, man, I love you. I mean, no matter what we're thinking in the moment, no matter what we look like, and sometimes (laughs) it's hard to look in that mirror and really love what you see because um, lots of transformation always, you know, with the new energies and whatnot, body weight shifting and all kinds of things going on. Mm-hmm. The body responds so um, beautifully. It gets excited and it rearranges itself to correspond to that amount of love that you're giving it. And so, I mean, we hear it over and over again to love yourself, but to have that firsthand experience of what that love really does is right. so profound that, you know, God, I would hope I would never forget, you know? Oh, exactly. You know, I have to thank WWA Global and when all of this started, and I think it was Jess Jutenen that um, in, in one of our meetings or something, you know, took us through a body blessing. 
Mm, And, you know, I had done my own kind of kind of ways of blessing my body and appreciating myself, but it was just more of a thorough and a different way to articulate it. And since that day, now this is in August, I have every single day in the shower spent time and done a body blessing. I do not get out of the shower without it. I go through every point body starting with my feet and I do my own body blessings and I, my own, I am statements. And it just is amazing how, you know, that consistent practice through that has just made such a difference in, in my, in my physical body. And also just in the way I feel about myself and the way my days go and the way it starts it's just, and then you're, then I'm under the water. So I'm, it's literally, you know, cleansing and purifying me. And I'm just saying, gosh, I love you. And I appreciate you. And you're absolutely beautiful. And um, it just, it, it's, it's an empowering experience. I would recommend anybody to start in their own way, just to really connect with their, their body in the way that they feel called and do it on a daily basis. Absolutely. I think it's imperative. I, I do one every single day as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I do yoga because first we have this kundalini energy that's rising up and it can get stuck. It's gotten yeah. stuck in me and caused kidney issues, pancreas issues, you know, weight, huge weight gain because of the ki- kidneys, you know, retaining water. And so stretching and up dog and yoga is so important. And then after I do that, I do the body blessing as well. I do the same thing. Um, listen to a whole thing from the feet all the way up to the organs. And um, right now we're at such a time where the f- frequencies are higher than they have ever been. And our bodies are trying to incorporate this energy um, in a way that it has never done before. Mm-hmm. And so the body needs so much love and so much reassurance yeah. and so much assistance to be able to assimilate. And, and really it's sacred union. Yeah. Right? To, for Absolutely. us to come into sacred union with our bodies. And so it's something I find that I have to do it every day. And if I don't do every every day, I I really miss it. It's like become something that's necessary almost for me. Oh, absolutely. And and I see we're probably coming to a close here pretty soon. But um, I just wanted to say, too, you know, besides the body blessing, I think another thing that I found that is really profound and, and changing for me is that, you know, I've done yoga for years. I've danced. I've I've run. I've done all of the the physical exercise and the go to the gym and you do this, 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 and this. And what has occurred in me in the last year of my life, especially, is this time. I call it kind of my time on my mat. And it's not a time to go through a structured, a, a structured, you know, okay, I've got to do this, then I've got to do this. It is just a time to sit with myself, my soul, my body, my whole sacred union, and and just move. Sometimes I sit there for 20 minutes and do some things with my neck, and that's it. Sometimes I end up dancing. Sometimes I end up just moving in this with with prayer. It just to connect with the innate knowing of how our body needs to move with our soul is to me the greatest and most powerful exercise you could ever come into. And it has nothing to do with, well, I got to get this many crunches in because if I don't, my my stomach's just not going to look good. Oh. Um, 
your body will just come into this beautiful alignment and your beautiful self by just serving what is needed with that union of body, soul, mind, all of the package together. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Yep, we're in, it's such an intuitive time um, with the body and the mind and soul and bringing it all together that it's just a time to be intuitive, a time to listen to our bodies, love our bodies, you know, go with the flow <laughs> and <Right. just> say <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Even if it means jumping on a radio show you've never done before in the very last minute. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know what? I want to thank you so much. This has been an absolute pleasure, and I just feel honored. And um, yeah, it all it all worked out for the best. So thank you so much, Jerry. I love you. Oh, I love you too. Yeah, I love you too. And everyone, thank you for ch- jumping in the chat. I've been reading them all as we go. So much fun to have you all here. It would not be a show if we did not have people listening. And I'm going to pull a really quick Cards of Clarity just because I have to. So much fun. Oh, my goodness. So it's St. Germain. St. Germain, oh, wow. Ascended Master St. Germain, as we are getting ready we are literally in the violet flame right now. Day seven of St. Germain, yeah. before we start the I Am Discourses, which is all channeled material by St. Germain. That's amazing. <laughs> you, can't, you just can't make it up, can you? <laughs> oh, my goodness. And we started a little late, so I'm going to read it really quickly because it's so much more fun if you have the words behind it. So, yes, you are, and so it is. This is the time of coming out and being seen. (laughs) Hiding in the shadows does not serve you and nor does it serve those around you. Feel yourself at the top of the highest mountain. Declare with power, I am. This is the empowerment of presence and the energy that will unfold your greatest manifestations into form. Let this alchemical transformation come forward with bold love, unbounded and uncluttered. It is time for your life to model this energy in all ways. Sometimes a spring cleaning is best done simply because we know it is time to make room for the new to manifest (laughs) and let it be fun. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're reminding me, let me, let it be fun. All that I've got to do to unload my house. Fun, right? (laughs) Let it be fun. Absolutely. So. Thank you so much, Julie, for jumping on and doing this with me. Yeah, thank you. It was it was a blast. I'm so grateful. Thank you. Great, great. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a fabulous week. Namaste. Are you ready to make joy and well-being number one in your life? Are you ready to live the life you've always wanted to live? Then you have found the right place. Joyful Living, a Vesa Quantum Healing Center. Hi, my name is Jerry Habstreet, and I've been an Avesa Medical Intuitive, Quantum Healer, and Self-Ascension Intuitive Counselor for 10 years, and have mastered the many tools of self-ascension to assist you to live your best life ever. 
Are you needing assistance with emotional or physical healing? How about a medical intuitive scan, EFT, or an Avesa chakra balance? Do you have repetitive issues that keep reappearing time after time? How about a cosmic life regression session? Are you wondering what your unique gifts are and wanting some deeper insight on your life? Or maybe you are getting ready to make some big decisions and you want guidance. How about an ascended numerology reading? Maybe you are unsure what you need. That's okay too. I offer free 15-minute consultations and can work with you in person or online. You can contact me by, bo- by going to the host page on the Oneness Talk Radio website and clicking on Jerry Street. There you will find all my contact information. Wishing you great joy on your journey.